You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting broadcast of Breaking the Fourth Wall. Today is, uh, God, what is it? July 19th. No, I hear you really loud. Yeah, I can't hear him at all. You can't hear me at all because I was letting the intro music run a little bit. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Turn your volume off. Yeah. Turn your volume up. And now yeah, me too. I'm all the way up. Maybe I'm just not sitting close enough to it. Maybe not. Who knows? But you got a big enough mouth that they'll be able to hear you. I'll keep it up. I can make that happen as I'm staring into you your glasses. Much better. All right. So today is uh, July 19th, 2016. This is our third official broadcast. And hey, happy news, guys. We're going to have a conversation about being nerds. Nice. <laughs> We've uh, gone over this thing, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and I wanted to bring it to the panel. Unfortunately, I was hoping to have like a younger perspective on this, but unfortunately, I couldn't get us a guest, special guest panelist, uh, you know, us being old men. But I was thinking about the fact of, you remember back when we were kids, to be a nerd was to be an outcast. You were, you were, if you liked video games or you liked D&D or if you liked chess, they expected you to wear glasses and have a pocket protector and get wedgies and swirlies all the time while being shoved into the, you know, girl's bathroom. Nowadays, it's almost like a competition of I'm nerdier than you. It's almost like a badge of honor to be a, a snob to pop culture, and to comic books, superheroes, Star Wars, and sci-fi, and, you know, card games, and we got grown men and women running around trying to catch Pokemon. Yeah, we discussed that a little bit last night, too. We have grown men and women running around trying to catch Pokemon through their neighborhoods, and they don't care. Well, when we were kids... When we were kids, man, we wouldn't be caught dead doing that shit because our friends would ridicule the hell out of us, would they not? Doing that because our friends would ridicule the hell out of us, would they not? That was crazy. Oh, definitely. That was crazy. What the hell was that? I have no idea. <laughs> that damn ghost in your apartment again. I'm telling you. So, all right, to the panel. Uh, first off, what was your what was your guilty guilty nerd pleasure? Whether it was card collecting, stamp collecting, rock collecting, uh, hiding in a uh, Saturday afternoon matinee of Planet of the Apes. What was your guilty obsession that you never let your friends know about while you were in middle school, high school, whatever? Turning my human fingers. Turning your what? Using my He-Man, my He-Man figures. 
<laughs> He-Man. Remember nice. that? Yes, Using those as wrestling figures on a phone book and using the phone book as a ring. You're a sad, sad man. I am a sad, sad man, but it worked for my imagination. <laughs> what about you, Hayden? Uh, nothing that was hidden, but I was definitely considered a nerd for liking wrestling a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was really considered being being pretty geeky. Well, you know that that again that that, that that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Back uh, when we were kids. You know, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, really before the whole entire Attitude Era of pro wrestling, it kind of was taboo to be a wrestling fan. Uh, if you were a wrestling fan, you were kind of considered a redneck, you know, uh, or an inbred or somebody who was not in touch with reality because, you know, wrestling is quote-unquote fake, you know, yeah. and and it's just a bunch of grown men playing play fighting in their underwear. You know, and years later, obviously, all three of us know differently because we were in the business for, you know, combination wise, something like 50 years. That's combining all of us, not just individually. <laughs> I don't think any of us is that old to be 50 years, but um, I'm going to add in on that one. I noticed something, too, throughout the years that, yeah, back in the day, if you said you're a wrestling fan, you're an ultimate geek nerd, whatever. Nowadays... Uh, when they did that anti-bullying campaign, people that are, for lack of, well, let's face it, super hot people, you know, attractive people, today go, oh, I was a class one nerd for liking wrestling. Today it's people, I'm not saying they embrace it, but they sure as hell ain't ashamed to talk about Raw. They're sure not, you know, and NWA back then was, I thought, National Wrestling Alliance, which it was. It was also a group of musicians. So back then, when they go, oh, dude, NWA, I'm like, yeah, thinking, cool, wrestling fans, Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair, and like, they, no, we're talking about Ice Cube, Ice T, I went, who? Man, talk about putting me into a hole. <laughs> and the kicker is, most of the people that were in my grade that ridiculed me for being a wrestling fan, I found out years later, are wrestling fans themselves. Yes. Like you hypocrites. Well, see, Tony and I went to high school together, so, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about because we kind of went through the same thing, you know, in school. We would do the whole wrestling things. We were both big wrestling fans. We were music fans, you know, uh, heavy metal, hard rock, whatever. And, I mean, there was things I hid from my group like, you know, hey, wow, do you want to come out and uh, hang out with us on a Friday night? Nah, guys, I can't. I'm... I, I'm not allowed out. In reality, I'm going to play D&D with my other group of friends that right. I didn't want them to know about. You know what I mean? And because I didn't want to get picked on for the fact that I was, you know, playing D&D. You know, but uh, there there was many people in our high school that, like, looked at us as we were the outcasts, the outsiders, even though we tried to hide it. That years later, you find out they're just as nerdy as we are. Yep. If not more, you know, and maybe in a different format, you know, like I remember uh, a girl in school used to pick on me because I'd wear a Shawn Michaels shirt and here she's collecting fucking My Little Ponies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know, so. It's the exact same thing. The thing that bugs me also with the whole nerd thing and hiding wrestling or whether you're a G.I. Joe fan or back in the day, whatever, you know, you were a fan of and the guys were listening to or playing football and they were, you know, oh, I, I'm in the football, baseball and this and that. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know anything about it because I watch WWF. 
or NWA, you know what I mean, WCW, whatever it was back in the day. Um, you find out years later, these people now are like super hot and super attractive. Oh, I was a huge, I was a huge, huge in there. I'm like, no, you weren't. Well, I, and then they give you their credentials. And they're like, holy crap, you were. Where the hell were you all my life? And show you pictures of them when they were kids. Like, wow. Like, look at her stress. To me, she's gorgeous. See, and she was super, super nerdy back in the day. See, I've had girls do that to me in, uh, uh, through, through social media that, that I've met again through, you know, like through Facebook or whatever. That, right. you know, I went to elementary school with, for God's sake, all the way up to high school. And they're all like, I always kind of had a crush on you. Bitch, you used to ridicule me in front of all your friends. You used to yeah. like me. <laughs> you used to have a crush on well, me. I say something. Me. Well, I was too, too embarrassed and too ashamed. Well, see, that, that, that leads me to my next point as far as, like, you know, the nerds of, of the, the day, you know, when we were kids to right. the nerds of nowadays, back in the day, we were all kind of posers. I mean, we tried not to be, but, and I know I'm using a term that's probably dated here, but, you know, we were posers. We were hiding the fact that we collected Magic the Gathering cards and He-Man figurines and Star Wars figurines. You know, God forbid we sit down and have a conversation about Star Trek, you know, or something of that oh, nature. <clears throat> but... Nowadays, you have people pretending to be nerds. You see these girls on social media that think they're nerdy because they put on thick rimmed glasses and wear a skin tight Batman shirt. Mm -hmm. What the hell happened to society that it flipped around like that? Well, let's ask the younger one, Brian. I think he's thinking it over, or he's not understanding what I said. Or both. I, I am just kind of froze. I didn't hear a word you said. Uh, I said, uh, back, you know, back in the day, uh, I'll repeat it real quick. Back in the day, we were kind of posers in the fact that we were hiding our, our nerdness to, to fit in with the crowd or whatever else. I said, in the flip of scripts now, today, you have... Girls posting pictures of themselves on social media thinking they're geeks or pretending to be geeks just because they put on thick rimmed glasses and a skin tight Batman shirt. What what the hell happened to society to flip the script so so to speak? I'm not sure, but I definitely enjoy those photos, especially when you'll see this hot chick in a nerdy outfit and she's like, Oh, Sitting here playing PlayStation, I'm so geeky, and then you see she's got an Xbox controller in her hand. <laughs> yeah, that is hot. Because <laughs> they're so nerdy, they have no idea even what they're doing. That's what the best part is. You know, like... But yeah, good. They're, they're the ultimate geek, and it was like Megan Fox, and they're chilling. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, you know, back in our day when we did have anywhere in our group, or, you know... Our, our hidden friends, you know, again, I'm doing the quotation marks, our hidden friends, they look nothing, nope, well, they did not look like that at all. I mean, I could post pictures no. of the guys I used to play D&D &D with, and, like, the cantina scene in uh, Star Wars A New Hope come to mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no offense to the guys that they're listening, you know, years ago had a blast with you guys, but y'all weren't attractive at all. 
No. <laughs> Let me go in. I hear my girls. The girls going cut crazy but uh, i'm not gonna get off the line i'm just gonna leave it sit here in the car and uh let the phone charge while you guys are talking and i'll catch up to you in about five or so minutes all right gotta so, do the daddy thing all right so you brought up a good one uh that we haven't really discussed yet uh brian you you had uh mentioned ps4 with an xbox one controller you know we haven't really touched on uh touch base on the uh the format of video games now, what kind of guy are you? Are you a PS4 guy, an Xbox One guy, PC guy? Well, right now, I'm both a PlayStation and Xbox guy. I have both right now. Right, but uh, growing up, I was such a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> Everything had to be Nintendo. I didn't care what it was. I actually have all the, pretty much everything but a Wii U at this point. Aha, uh -huh, I've got a Wii U. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't play yeah, it though. That's right. I got it for the kids. <laughs> I don't sound like one people, but I don't care. I just Nintendo got too kiddish for me. I need more adult-oriented games. Well, the thing the thing about Nintendo, and I I knew this from when I like worked at a GameStop, you know, or I'm sorry, overly priced and screw job central ambiguous game store. I don't want to get I don't want to get sued. <laughs> GameStop when I worked there I, I learned that you know each system kind of played to their to their strengths if you will uh, Sony when it started building up with the PS3 and with the PS4 they wanted to be the ultimate entertainment system and that's what they worked on that's why they were the first with the Blu-ray that's why they made their network system free you know, uh, it failed miserably, but they tried to, you know, they tried to be the ultimate entertainment system. Not necessarily game system, just entertainment system. Where Xbox, the 360 at the time, you know, wanted to be the ultimate multiplayer experience. That's why they charged you for Xbox Live, because they had better servers and you were paying for the better service. Three quarters of the games that would come out, all first-person fucking shooters, were multiplayer and heavy multiplayer for the Xbox. Nintendo wanted to be the family system. Nintendo always prided themselves on being the game system that you and your mom and your dad and your sister can all sit down together and play a game together. In the same room, not being online, not, you know, you're all the way in Joe Schmo, Idaho, and I'm over here in uh, Fifth and Japip. We don't know each other outside of a voice on a microphone. You know what I mean? They, they wanted the actual interaction intermixed with their game experience. And I, I, I commend Nintendo for that. I do. Absolutely. I mean, they're always the ones that innovate everything. I mean, look how they rejuvenated the whole video game scene. Because up until the Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo slash Famicom, whatever you want to call it, here I go being geeky. There you go. You know, you know, they disguised the darn thing. You know, they didn't say, hey, this is a video game console. They said, this is a family computer that happens to play video games. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hey, you're speaking to the choir here. My family was all proud of ourselves when we bought the Commodore 64. Yes, oh my I'm that old. My first yeah. game system 
was an Atari 2600. That's how, I still have mine. That's how old I go. My first game system had wood side paneling. <laughs> my, my first system was an Intellivision. You remember the Action Max? I know of it. I never had one. I had one. It was the dumbest thing on the planet, but God, it was fun. You know, you got to explain to our listeners, the Action Max was this system that uh, you hooked up to a VCR. And oh, let me explain what a VCR is for our younger audiences. Uh, no, uh, you hooked it up to a VCR and then you popped in this VCR tape. Now, the system plugged into the VCR only had one controller and that was a gun. And you would put in the videotape and play the videotape. And as you played it, you had to shoot things that happened on the videotape. And if you did it, then guess what? It kept score in the, in the system. And then at the end of the videotape, it would tell you, what you how you did. It was basically a, video, a VCR version of Duck Hunt over and over again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And this thing was like $100 when it came out, which you figure back in the day when that came out, that was the equivalent of like buying a 360 now. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, the first game system, the first popular game system I ever owned was the 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System. And to this day, it's still got to be one of my most favorite systems ever to come out. Absolutely. It could be worse. It could be a Magnavox Odyssey. That thing was fun to play. Okay, explain that one because I don't know that one. The Magnavox Odyssey was essentially a Pong system. And the only way to play the game is you had to take these um, these uh, inserts and you had to put them on the screen of your television. And that was basically your game. Like one was like a haunted house and you put that over the front of your television and then you would see the uh, the blip from the pong. Sorry, I'm talking with my hands like you can see me. But <laughs> and you, would follow, you would follow the blip around the haunted house trying to find all the spooky things. It, it very, you had to use your imagination with that system. Oh, wow. <laughs> I bet that cost a pretty penny back in the day, too. Oh, I'm sure. That, but, that's, that's one of the ones they argue. That's one of the ones they argue was the first go video game system but like i said that's debatable well i mean again we, we we talk about it left and right and we're talking about like back in the day to today you know things were not as advanced back in in our day as they were as they are now but i mean things were built to last better I remember my 8-bit Nintendo would do that that blinking thing where you pull the game out and you blow on the game, then you put it back in and it would work, and then sometimes it wouldn't. I remember I got so pissed off at my Nintendo, I unplugged it, took it outside, and threw it against the tree. I put a giant dent in the top of the uh, damn system, but I plugged it back in, and the damn thing worked for another three years. Nowadays, if I play an hour extra, oh, sorry, yeah, turn that off. Thank you. Um, I will see if she gets in. Nowadays, you got a game system. Nowadays, you got a game system. If you play an hour over over time, 
the damn thing overheats, you get the red ring of death. Relax. You know, it, it did, and of course, they cost way more money than it did back in the day. So if we had to replace, we were out of a hundred bucks. Hi. Hi. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of awkward. <laughs> the capital A for awk. Well, welcome back. We've been uh, discussing. Uh, Brian led us into the uh, world of video games and video game systems. Oh, nice. Sorry. So, uh, go ahead, Thorne. What was your first game system? My first game system was Atari 2600. The game was called River Raid. <laughs> and you can mock me for that all you want. It was a guilty pleasure. Disappear for a second. Oh, I've got, I've got no issue with it. I really don't. Uh oh, did I lose everybody? Oh, there we go. Uh, I don't. I don't have an issue with it. My, uh, like I told uh, Brian, my first system was a twenty six hundred, and I had Pac Man and Space Invaders. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and ain't nobody still ain't nobody beat my score in Space Invaders. I was the. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Space. I have. I don't think I've ever played that. Uh, there's a there's a store up here in uh, Glenside uh, called Game Junkie. Now, I know okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of giving a free promotion here, but I don't give a shit. They have you remember you remember the old Pizza Huts where they had the uh, the the, the table topped Pac Man Galaga yeah game systems. How you doing? They got it in the middle of the store. Are you serious? Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> every every video game system you could think of is at this store. But it, right in the center of the place, they've got the uh, tabletop Ms. Pac-Man Galaga <laughs> arcade. Now, there's another one for you. We, we talk about, since we're on the subject of games, here's another one from back in the day to today. Back in the day, we had arcade places. We had arcade places. We could go play Street Fighter and the original Mortal Kombat and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you know uh, we would we would sit in the damn you know art stand up arcade or whatever if you're playing like Top Gun or something of that nature. Nowadays I think there's one place that I know of and they ain't got crap for arcades anymore. I mean kids don't know what it's like to actually go out and scam people for quarters. You don't remember scamming for quarters, playing a video game, and and uh, putting a quarter up for the next game, and you know if they lost, they lost that quarter, and you basically got a free game out of it. Oh, I remember that. I didn't ask the I was asking what all that noise was. Oh, I don't know. There's been a lot of feedback today. I think we got okay. a bad connection somewhere. So I do apologize to the to the. Uh, to the people listening in, we are going to be running a new type of system here very shortly, which will clean up a lot of this. Uh, we ask that you just bear with us on that. We kind of ran out of time to get it to, uh, together today. But, uh, so yeah, um, arcades, do you think they should make a comeback? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I all right, all right, uh, Brian. I know you're the youngest guy on the panel. Do you even remember the arcades? Yeah. I I don't mean Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one in the 
the mall that I used to go to all the time, and then I don't know what happened. There was always kids in there playing games. I don't know why it, why it disappeared. I remember the well. They they go down the shore. Wildwood. They have the arcade games still. Well, yeah, but that's the shore. I'm talking about like a normal neighborhood. All right, Thorn, you remember this? We grew up in basically Northeast Philly. We had champions. We had champions at the at the uh, Roosevelt Mall. Yes. And that was like the spot to go to to play video games and 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 rip people off unless you were you know me and going to. Cotman and Ron into that 7-Eleven there and playing uh, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition yep. <laughs> all day. <laughs> and then got the new arcade game in. The whole place was flooded with kids. Oh, yeah. You were stuck playing like the uh, the crap system, uh, the crap games that nobody wanted to play because right. there was a line for like three hours to play one game. <laughs> like Golden like Axe. That was the crap back then. That was awesome back then. And um, there's the ideas and the talks of having, uh, there was a gaming system place kind of deal by my house, um, called Game One Gaming, and I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, um, to have something like that in the neighborhood, and turns out it was nothing more than, like, an Xbox console or PlayStation console, or a normal, thank you, baby, a normal TV, and you would have to spend, like, 25 to 35 hours an hour playing a normal game that you could do at home. What's the point to it when you can do it at home? Well, see, I kind of, I kind of, I can, I can see your point, but I can actually see an opposite point to it too. I think part of the thrill of the uh, arcade, as opposed to online multiplayer play, was you could look your your competition in the eye. You could, yeah. uh, you could socialize, in other words, with other people who shared the same interests. Where today. I mean, I'm gonna th I'm gonna throw him straight under the bus. I've got uh, my my oldest son. My oldest son has a uh, a half brother who's like ten years old, and uh, he believes that his friends list on Xbox is his social life. He has no friends he hangs out with in in real life. No social skills whatsoever. He really believes the people he plays Call of Duty with is. The friends that he has. And I think that's like the saddest thing on the planet because he doesn't really understand what real social skills and, and human connection is. All he knows that's is the problem, trolling. That's All he knows is. Pokemon, Socialization? I think Pokemon's a Japanese way of getting the lazy Americans off the goddamn couch. That's what I think Pokemon is. I'm well, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie on that. Well, yeah, American cash cow. Oh yeah, well, you know what? I, I I applaud it. If it's making people go out and take walks and try to lose some weight and shit like that, let them go catch Pokemon. Who cares? That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> let me go grab my phone. I'll go. I'll go find me a Pikachu. I'm fine with it. I'm actually getting a kick out of how many people are having so much issue with this Pokemon Go thing. Like, it's destroying their lives or something. God forbid somebody walk past your house looking for Eradicate. Yeah. They're walking. Let them do it. <laughs> yeah. He's the same you got, No disrespect to having your people. You got heavier people now walking around, jumping around, trying to do this. 
How do you know it won't be the next DDP yoga type of thing? Ain't your mama's yoga? That's wonderful. And I applaud DDP yoga in every way possible. Because God knows it's helping me. But when you get to Pokemon Go, you're going to hypothetically or whatever, a heavy set person or just a young person who wants to get out and exercise, chase around a thing that doesn't even exist because it's on your phone, by all means, go for it. It leaves the imagination open. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. And wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to stop a second here. You've got the DDP Yoga v- DVD? No, I do not. I used uh, YouTube and I put it together. Okay, because I was about to ask how... Uh, I really actually wanted it. I was going to ask, how was it helping you? Was it uh, keeping the t- uh, dining room table balanced? Yes. <laughs> exactly what it did. <laughs> I pick on him, but I gained just as bad of a gut. You had to, didn't you? You had to go there. You had to make fun of me. No more broken shit. <laughs> I pick on him, but I gained just as much of a gut, so I can't say nothing to him on it in reality. Oh, yeah, you did. What about you, Brian? You, you you catching them all? Not not enough room on my phone, and from what I hear, it's really buggy. It's really what? Uh oh, I think he froze again. Buggy, so um, I'll let them fix all that little ins and outs first. You hear me? I you're 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 off and on. I think you got a. I think you're the one that's got the bad connection. Leave it to the young him. Aha, uh-huh. can you can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Just keep... so I, I, did, I did catch that you were saying that it was kind of buggy and uh, is huge, too huge for your phone. Is that what I caught? Yeah, my phone can't handle it. I mean, my my girl, she plays it, but uh, it eats up her battery like nothing you won't believe. I can imagine. I've given thoughts to it. I mean, uh I've given thoughts to it just to give it like a review, not to actually seriously get involved with it because I have way too many more important things in life to handle, like a job and kids and, <laughs> but I yeah. mean, I, I do want to kind of download it and try it out just to get for no other reason to bring it to the panel and give it a review. Like, was this worth the time and effort to even do, you know, and what you actually do in the game besides walk around a neighborhood and look for imaginary things that, you know, are wherever, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but... It, you know what? That's it. This is zombie apocalypse right there. You're walking around doing... There's nothing there to get. You're walking around aimlessly. Yeah, that's not aimless. So you're looking for... Well, you know what? Technically, it is aimless. Well, you know what? It's not Pokemon Go that started the zombie apocalypse. Then that was uh, social media on a on a freaking phone. Yeah, people have been walking around brain dead, staring at their phone since MySpace. True. <laughs> so you know we can't we can't pick on we can't pick on Pokemon Go for that. No, but you can pick on everything else for it. Well, the, what I can pick on, what I can pick on is that it was awfully convenient that this thing becomes this national phenomenon during a time that there's way more important things in this world going on. I don't want to go into detail about it because it's kind of political and it's supposed to be a pop culture show, but I do find it awfully convenient that whenever a lot of terrible things are going on in the world, all of a sudden here's the next craze 
you know, of, of something. It's almost like pop culture is used to keep people dumb. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? What's your feelings on um, that? Well, think about it. I've seen this thing on um, Facebook. It was actually a YouTube deal. Um, woman, I can't remember her name to save my life, but she was stating now, have you ever noticed every single time social media or the news talks about I stopped getting shot or that poor black child was shot and he didn't do anything wrong, which legitimately didn't do anything wrong. It was a guy that blew his head off because he blipped his eyes. Social media was this huge, 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 huge thing out of it. Now, within two weeks or a month after that, new video game on your phone. Like, what? Well, now we got attention on social negativity. Let's give you something positive. Everybody forgets that the poor kid got shot. Legit. And, you know, now they want to play video games. Um, okay, what happened to the tragedy that just took place? A legitimate tragedy that just took place. Well, it happens all the time. I mean that—that's exactly it. And you know, I'm gonna—I'm gonna blast, even though—even even though our video is gonna wind up on it here, like in about a couple hours here, or not our video, our our podcast. Right. I'm gonna blast Facebook a minute because oh, yeah. because again, you talk about all the evils of the world. We've been having uh, hate crimes happen. We've been having police officers shot and killed. Uh, we've been having uh, people run over uh, by trucks. You know, we've been having uh, North Korea threatening war on us. We've been having the terrorist war with ISIS. We've been having the scandals of the presidency, uh, those presidential elections. Uh, I'm not going to go into all that because of the fact that it is very political and people are very passionate about Republican or Democrat and, you know, Black Lives Matter or Black or Blue Lives Matter. We're neutral in this. I'm not going to get involved in that conversation, but I find it ironic and very. Yeah, it's something that's not. But I do find it very ironic and very weird that through all of these types of deals, the only thing you see, like on social media, is pictures of your dinner, uh, and fuck my life because uh, I didn't catch that Pikachu uh, at the. Uh, at the bridge uh, last night, or, you know, hey, anybody want to come watch the next Kanye West and Beyonce videos? Like, really, that's the most important thing going on in your world right now? You know? Yeah, fuck my life. Big, yeah, big, uh, F, F, it was MLF, whatever it is, FML, yeah. about all that crap, and it's, it's, what are you talking about? Your cat got stuck in a tree after your life? It's supposed to get in trees. Well, again, I mean, it, it, it's, it's the world of the drama queen is really what, what today's society has become, especially in social media. You know, social. the world has given us the internet, the internet has given us a voice, and we choose that voice to bitch about the dumbest freaking things on the goddamn planet and allow ourselves to be... Uh, brainwashed by the stupidity of social media, and I don't mean, and I don't necessarily mean like all pop culture. Like you want to talk Star Wars and or 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 Firefly or uh, Game of Thrones, you know that's fine. But you're spending your time talking about Kim Kardashian standing around in a thong. Who cares? Talk dirty to me. Who cares 
about Ooh. Kim Kardashian. Who cares about Kanye West? If you follow these morons, you're not a geek. You're not a pop culture person. You are an idiot who is easily led by trends. That's what you are. And, and I'm sorry, but it is it is the honest to God. See this? I see her. Ah, she's wearing a Batman shirt. She's a smart girl. <laughs> With a kilt. With a kilt. You putting that poor girl so in a she's, kilt. Yeah. I remember when you used to walk around in a kilt. Let's not touch that, huh? Yeah, he would put it on to hang out with us on a Friday night. He'd put it on to hang out with us on a Friday night. Wouldn't come to the ring in it once. Not once. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Talk, talk nerdy. Yeah, all cash talk nerdy. Yeah, all. What? But, I'm gonna uh, come from my own home, yeah. All right, uh, since you since you came oh, back yeah. into the conversation there, uh, Brian, uh, I'll go ahead and post a question to you. We were just talking about uh, how it seems like pop culture is being used by the media and by the masses uh, to, in a sense, cover up some of the really bad shit that's been going on in the world. Uh, you know, again, we've got the Benghazi uh, scandal. We've got ISIS issues. We've got the Black Lives Matter versus the Blue Lives Matter movement. You've got uh, uh, presidential scandals between, like, Hillary Clinton's uh, deleted uh, 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 emails and Donald Trump being, well, Donald Trump. And only thing people care about like like we you walked into us saying is like oh what thong is kim kardashian wearing today or oh fuck my life i didn't catch that pikachu off of the uh, l street bridge and like there's more important things in the world but it seems like pop culture is being used as a for lack of a better term a brainwashing technique to keep the 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 masses dumb of what's really going on that's exactly it i mean i mean is it just coincidence that 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 things like pokemon go or or star wars episode seven or or whatever happens Right after something terrible has happened in the news. Uh, I don't want to be conspiracy theorist, but I will say that it always seems to be very convenient timing when these things happen. <laughs> yep. All right. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, we, we've been doing these videos for a while now, or uh, not videos, these podcasts for a while now. Uh, we want to hear from you. Do you guys have an opinion on what's going on? Leave a comment below. Uh, email us. Uh, go to our page on uh, Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'll happily read them on air. We will happily answer any questions you have. And we want to hear your opinion because breaking the fourth wall is literally that. We want to we break our own studio and talk to you. With that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night here. Uh, 
So again, I apologize to our listeners for the uh, technical difficulties that we have been facing tonight. Uh, we will get that handled for the next show, uh, which we will be recording up next week. Obviously, the same bat time, same bat channel, and we'll have it up and out uh, for you the following Wednesday, or that, that Wednesday, the following day. So, I'm Chris Wild. That's uh, Brian Hayden. That's Mike Thorne. We've been breaking the fourth wall, and have a good night. Have a good one, man. Thank you again. Wait. Cord. That's cute. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting broadcast of Breaking the Fourth Wall. Today is, uh, God, what is it? July 19th. No, I hear you really loud. Yeah, I can't hear him at all. You can't hear me at all because I was letting the intro music run a little bit. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Turn your volume up. (laughs) Turn your volume up. And now you hear me too. I'm all the way up. Maybe I'm just not sitting close enough to it. Maybe not. Who knows? But you got a big enough mouth that they'll be able to hear you. I'll keep it up. I can make that happen as I'm staring into your glasses. Much better. All right. So today is uh, July 19th, 2016. This is our third official broadcast, and hey, happy news, guys. We're going to have a conversation about being nerds. Nice. (laughs) We've uh, gone over this thing, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and I wanted to bring it to the panel. Unfortunately, I was hoping to have like a younger perspective on this, but unfortunately, I couldn't get us a special guest panelist. Uh you know, us being old men, but I was thinking about the fact of, you remember back when we were kids? Uh Uh-oh, yeah. To be a nerd was to be an outcast. You were, you were, if you liked video games or you liked D&D or if you liked chess, they expected you to wear glasses and have a pocket protector and get wedgies and swirlies all the time while being shoved into the, you know, girl's bathroom. Nowadays, it's almost like a competition of I'm nerdier than you. It's almost like a badge of honor to be uh, uh, a snob to pop culture and to comic books, superheroes, Star Wars and sci-fi and, you know, card games. And we got grown men and women running around trying to catch Pokemon. Yeah, we discussed that a little bit last night, too. Yeah. We have grown men and women running around trying to catch Pokemon through their neighborhoods, and they don't care. But when we were kids, when we were kids, man, we wouldn't be caught dead doing that shit because our friends would ridicule the hell out of us, would they not? Doing that shit because our friends would ridicule the hell out of us, would they not? That was crazy. Oh, definitely. That was crazy. What the hell was that? I have no idea. <laughs> The damn ghost in your apartment again. I'm telling you. So, all right, to the panel. Uh, first off, what was your what was your guilty guilty nerd pleasure? Whether it was 
card collecting, stamp collecting, rock collecting, uh, hiding in a uh, Saturday afternoon matinee of Planet of the Apes. What was your guilty obsession that you never let your friends know about while you were in middle school, high school, whatever? Turning my human fingers. Turning your what? Using my He-Man, my He-Man figures. <laughs> He-Man. Remember nice. that? Yes, using those as wrestling figures on a phone book and using the phone book as a ring. You're a sad, sad man. I am a sad, sad man, <laughs> but it worked for my imagination. <laughs> what about you, Hayden? Uh, nothing that was hidden, but I was definitely considered a nerd for liking wrestling a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was really considered being being pretty geeky. Well, you know that that again that that that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Back uh, when we were kids, you know, the late '80s, early '90s, uh, really before the whole entire attitude era of pro wrestling, it kind of was taboo to be a wrestling fan. Uh, if you were a wrestling fan, you were kind of considered a redneck, you know. Uh, or an inbred, or somebody who was not in touch with reality because, you know, wrestling is quote-unquote fake, you know, yeah. and and it's just a bunch of grown men playing play fighting in their underwear, you know. Pretty and much. Years later, obviously, all three of us know differently because we were in the business for, you know, combination-wise, something like 50 years. That's combining oh all of us, not just individually. <laughs> I don't think any of us is that old to be 50 years but um, I'm going to add in on that one I noticed something too throughout the years that yeah back in the day if you said you're a wrestling fan you're an ultimate geek nerd whatever nowadays uh, when they did that anti-bullying campaign people that are for lack of well let's face it super hot people you know attractive people today go I was a class one nerd for liking wrestling today it's people I'm not saying they embrace it but they sure as hell ain't ashamed to talk about Raw. They're sure not, you know, and NWA back then was, I thought, National Wrestling Alliance, which it was. It was also a group of musicians. So back then, when they go, oh, dude, NWA, I'm like, yeah, thinking, cool, wrestling fans, Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair. And like, they, no. We're talking about Ice Cube, Ice T. I went, who? Man, talk about putting me in a hole. <laughs> And the kicker is most of the people that were in my grade that ridiculed me for being a wrestling fan, I found out years later, are wrestling fans themselves. Yes. Well, like you hypocrites. Well, see, Tony and I went to high school together, so, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about because we kind of went through the same thing, you know, in school. We would do the whole wrestling things. We were both big wrestling fans. We were music fans, you know, uh, heavy metal, hard rock, whatever. And... I mean, there was things I hid from my group, like, you know, hey, wow, do you want to come out and uh, hang out with us on a Friday night? Nah, guys, I can't. I'm, I, I'm not allowed out. In reality, I'm going to play D&D with my other group of friends that right. I didn't want them to know about. You know what I mean? And because I didn't want to get picked on for the fact that I was, you know, playing D&D. You know, but uh, there, there was many people in our high school that, like, looked at us as we were the outcasts, the outsiders, even though we tried to hide it, that years later you find out they're just as nerdy as we are. Yep. If not more, you know, and maybe in a different format, you know, 
Like, I remember uh, a girl in school used to pick on me because I'd wear a Shawn Michaels shirt, and here she's collecting fucking My Little Ponies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know, so. It's the exact same thing. The thing that bugs me also with the whole nerd thing and hiding wrestling or whether you're a G.I. Joe fan or back in the day, whatever, you know, you were a fan of and the guys were listening to or playing football and they were, you know, oh, I, I'm in the football and baseball and this and that. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know anything about it because I watch WWF or NWA, you know what I mean? WCW, whatever it was back in the day. Um, you find out years later, these people now are like super hot and super attractive. Oh, I was a huge, I was a huge, huge in there. I'm like, no, you weren't. Well, I, and then they give you their credentials. You're like, holy crap, you were. Where the hell were you all my life? And show you pictures of them when they were kids. Like, wow. Like, look at her stress. To me, she's gorgeous. See, and she was super, super nerdy back in the day. See, I've had girls do that to me in, uh, uh, through through social media that that I've met again through you know like through Facebook or whatever that right. you know I went to elementary school with for God's sake all the way up to high school and they're all like I always kind of had a crush on you, bitch. You used to ridicule me in front of all your friends. You used to yeah. like me. <laughs> you used to have a crush. Why well, say on something? You. Well, I was too too embarrassed and too ashamed. Well, see, that, that, that leads me to my next point as far as, like, you know, the nerds of, of the, the day, you know, when we were kids to right. the nerds of nowadays. Back in the day, we were all kind of posers. I mean, we tried not to be, but, and I know I'm using a term that's probably dated here, but, you know, we were posers. We were hiding the fact that we collected Magic the Gathering cards and He-Man figurines and Star Wars figurines you know, God forbid we sit down and have a conversation about Star Trek, you know, or something of that oh, nature. <clears throat> but nowadays, you have people pretending to be nerds. You see these girls on social media that think they're nerdy because they put on thick rimmed glasses and wear a skin tight Batman shirt. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to society that it flipped around like that? Well, let's ask the younger one, Brian. I think he's thinking it over, or he's not understanding what I said. Or both. My, my end just kind of froze. I didn't hear a word you said. Uh, I said, uh, back, you know, back in the day, uh, I'll repeat it real quick. Back in the day, we were kind of posers in the fact that we were hiding our, our nerdness to, to fit in with the crowd or whatever else. I said, in the flip of scripts now, today, you have girls posting pictures of themselves on social media thinking they're geeks or pretending to be geeks just because they put on thick rimmed glasses and a skin-tight Batman shirt. What, what the hell happened to society to flip the script, so, so to speak? I'm not sure, but I definitely enjoy those photos, especially when you'll see this hot chick in a nerdy outfit, and she's like, oh, sitting here playing PlayStation, I'm so geeky, and then you see she's got an Xbox controller in your hand. <laughs> yeah, it is hot. <laughs> they're so nerdy, they have no idea even what they're doing. That's what the best part is. You know, like... But yeah, they're, Go ahead. They're the ultimate geek, and it was like Megan Fox, and they're chilling. Yeah, and that's the thing, because 
you know, back in our day when we did have anywhere in our group or, you know, our, our hidden friends, you know, again, I'm doing the quotation marks, our hidden friends, they built nothing. No, they did not look like that at all. I mean, I could post pictures no. of the guys I used to play D&D with and like the cantina scene in uh, Star Wars A New Hope come to mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, no offense to the guys that they're listening, you know, years ago had a blast with you guys, but y'all weren't attractive at all. No, no. <laughs> Let me go in. I hear my girls, the girls going crazy, but uh, I'm not going to get off the line. I'm just going to leave it sit here in the car and uh, let the phone charge while you guys are talking. And I'll catch up to you in about five or so minutes. All right. Got to so. do the daddy thing. All right, so you brought up a good one uh, that we haven't really discussed yet, uh, Brian. You you had uh, mentioned PS4 with an Xbox One controller. You know, we haven't really touched on uh, touched base on the uh, the format of video games. Now, what kind of guy are you? Are you a PS4 guy, an Xbox One guy, PC guy? Well, right now, I'm both a PlayStation and Xbox guy. I have both right now. Right, but uh, growing up, I was such a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> everything had to be Nintendo. I didn't care what it was. I actually have all the, pretty much everything but a Wii U at this point. Aha, uh-huh, I've got a Wii U. <clears throat> so <laughs> I don't play uh-huh. it, though. That's right. I got it for the kids. <laughs> I don't sound like one but I don't care. Just Nintendo got too kiddish for me. I need more adult-oriented games. Well, the thing the thing about Nintendo, and I, I knew this from when I like worked at a GameStop, you know, or I'm sorry, overly priced and screw job central ambiguous game store. I don't want to get I don't want to get sued. GameStop, when I worked there, I, I learned that, you know, each system kind of played to their to their strengths, if you will. Uh, Sony, when it started building up with the PS3 and with the PS4, they wanted to be the ultimate entertainment system. And that's what they worked on. That's why they were the first with the Blu-ray. That's why they made their network system free, you know, uh... It failed miserably, but they tried to, you know, they tried to be the ultimate entertainment system. Not necessarily game system, just entertainment system. Where Xbox, the 360 at the time, you know, wanted to be the ultimate multiplayer experience. That's why they charged you for Xbox Live, because they had better servers and you were paying for the better service. Three quarters of the games that would come out, all first person fucking shooters were multiplayer and heavy multiplayer for the Xbox. Nintendo wanted to be the family system. Nintendo always prided themselves on being the game system that you and your mom and your dad and your sister can all sit down together and play a game together in the same room. Not being online, not... You know, you're all the way in Joe Schmo, Idaho, and I'm over here in uh, Fifth and Japip. We don't know each other outside of a voice on a microphone. You know what I mean? They they wanted the actual interaction intermixed with their game experience, and I I, I commend Nintendo for that. I do. 
Absolutely. I mean, they're always the ones that innovate everything. I mean, look how they rejuvenated the whole video games team. Because up until the Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo slash Famicom, whatever you want to call it. Here I go being geeky. There you go. You know, you know, they disguised the darn thing. You know, they didn't say, hey, this is a video game console. They said, this is a family computer that happens to play video games. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hey, you're speaking to the choir here. My family was all proud of ourselves when we bought the Commodore 64. Yes, oh I'm that old. My first yeah. game system was an Atari 2600. That's how. I still have mine. That's how old I go. My first game system had wood side paneling. <laughs> my, first, my first system was an Intellivision. You remember the Action Max? I know of it. I never had one. I had one. It was the dumbest thing on the planet, but God, it was fun. Yeah, you got to to explain to our listeners. The Action Max was this system that uh, you hooked up to a VCR, and. Oh, let me explain what a VCR is for our younger 